the Corner to Three Games podcast for early August 2019. My name is Tom Chick, and I'm not playing uh, Victor Vran on the Nintendo Switch. Not my game of the week. Nope. This is Nick Diamond, and I am not playing Painkiller. You you really had to reach for Victor Vran, did you? <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Uh, and this is Jason McMaster, and uh, I'm not playing Slay the Spire. Uh, McMaster, I could have just said Diablo, but come on. <laughs> you could. No, I was like, Victor Vran. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I mentioned that for a reason, so I'll go first because uh, mm-hmm. here's the deal. I've been playing a lot of, and and this is even true, I've written a review for this game, and even after publishing the review, I'm still playing the stupid thing. Uh, I, I uh, normally like will publish a review, and then I mentally can't justify spending time with something anymore. It's like, okay, I did that, I've, I've said my piece, time to move on. But this stupid Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 game on the Nintendo Switch, it's a Switch exclusive. Ew. I can't pry myself <laughs> loose, I know. Wait, why did you go, ooh, Nick? It's exclusive. Some oh, of us oh, right. can't play it. Right. Oh, what? I mean, I mean most of us can, but whatever. <laughs> right. Wait, is there not a Switch in your household, Nick Diamond? No, there isn't. What? Although, wait, you know what? I'm looking to change that with the Switch Lite. Oh, right, right, yeah. Nintendo will get you sooner or later. You can only hold out for is, so long. Yeah, is yeah. that thing, like, I haven't even looked at it. I don't know anything about the Switch Lite. Well, it's not like the huh. Switch right now currently is too heavy, or I don't know what they're doing. Right. With it, but leave it to <laughs> Nintendo's going to iterate their hardware. We're all going to buy it. We're we've got a we're we're all in an implicit agreement with with each other and with Nintendo. I, so. I want to Switch heavy. I'd buy right. a Switch heavy. That's <laughs> that's what I want to first. Well, if you had one, you could play Marvel Ultimate Alliance three on it. Uh, so it, here's the deal. It's just a standard action RPG. But it's got that stupid Marvel licensing, which I, I don't even like comic books, and I, I fall for that nonsense. Uh, so it's also got a really – it does a really good job of just laying out these long-term challenges, and uh, there's, there's still there's so much for me to do. You know, you play through the storyline, and a lot of people think, okay, I beat Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I beat Diablo, I beat Victor Vran, and then they're done. But that's not how an action RPG works. You know, no. the content isn't the levels, it's the characters. At least it, from, from to my mind, that's how it works. So I've got so many characters, 36 to be precise, three of whom I haven't unlocked yet, but 36 of them to level up. I don't even know what the level cap is, by the way. Like, I've got Hulk and Spider-Man, and who's my other main? Venom. They're, like, up there in their 40s. I don't know. I, I don't know. Does it go to 100? Who knows? I don't. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to find out, though, by golly. Uh, I'll keep playing the dumb thing. So that's where that's where this game gets me, is there's a lot of there are a lot of different challenges. You know, the, the levels, you, I, I played most of them, like, over and over and over again. You grind them, but then there are these trials you can do that set up specific challenges with different kinds of rules, and sometimes they limit which heroes you can use. Uh, but what, what really grabs me is how many heroes there are who feel kind of different. And that, to me, is a, is a fundamental thing in a good action RPG, is you can play a character, and then you can switch to another character, and it can feel different. Uh, you, you know, 
so that's what's working with me with this game is you always have four characters out the interplay amongst them is part of what you're you're finessing uh but you know everybody knows thor <laughs> doesn't fight like the hulk who doesn't fight like uh miss marvel who doesn't fight like uh wolverine wolverine yeah exactly wolverine is in a class by himself yeah oh, he's the, he's the best at what he does mcmaster Wolverine is like in those games has always been the most outrageous character. <laughs> so here's the deal. Here's the challenge that Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 presents itself. And my feeling is it does a pretty good job. If you're going to make an action RPG with Marvel superheroes, how are you going to make Black Panther feel different from Wolverine? Good character design, but yeah, it's a, that's tough. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're both like they're both like brawlers that get up close yeah. and, and have claws and fight really fast. And, uh, yeah, so I haven't played enough Wolverine. My Wolverine's only, like, I'm embarrassed to admit this, he's only, like, level 8. Sorry. Uh, what? I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I've been working on the Black, oh by Black Panther for a while, and Black Panther has these really cool, like, defensive abilities. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I don't think Wolverine... Wolverine doesn't care about defenses. You know, he just, he just takes damage and regenerates it, so... So what do you guys think are good action RPGs, and what makes them good mcmaster what what's one that, that you would uh, pull out as, as one of your favorites and why is it why is it good um i guess uh, <laughs> uh, there's a couple of yeah but uh, grim dawn is one of my favorites mm-hmm. uh big reason i like grim dawn is they, they do things a little bit different but they still have great uh great action it's about the people who made titan quest mm-hmm. uh, and it was a crowdfunded game uh, and what's interesting about it is the map never changes. It's just the way through it right, changes. Right, And all the random stuff in it changes. Uh, but they've added a ton of content to it, and it's this huge world you can explore. Uh, and, you know, it that one just – that really works for me. You know, when I say the, the, the characters of the content – Grim Dawn kind of bucks that trend in that the world yeah. has a lot of personality and it's there to explore and you get a sense for where different areas are. Uh, you know, the, the the world is part of the content in Grim Dawn, which right. a lot of randomized, procedurally generated action RPG games don't really do that well. Yeah. Right. Nick, what's one of your favorite RPGs and why is it good? Well, I mean, if you like Grim Dawn... Um... Titan Quest, the precursor to Grim Dawn, is, no, is really on. one of my favorites. Come on, that's <laughs> that's got to be old and busted. No, in <laughs> fact, as weird as it sounds, uh, I believe the current owners, THQ, uh, just released uh, a an expansion for it, like a Vikings-themed yeah, one. Like eight years later, yeah, it's like the craziest uh, expansion. That's like yeah, something I, Blizzard would do. What's up with that? <laughs> Yeah, it is. I, I have no idea who worked on it, but uh, they published it and it's out. And I mean, if you like Titan Quest, it's it's more of that, but only now in like a snowy Vikingy kind of setting. Now, what it's makes great. Titan Quest good? So what I really like about Titan Quest is, and I I guess other games have done this, but I am not familiar with it. Titan Quest for me was the first action RPG that gave me the uh you have a character so let's say you pick a fighter right oh you use your sword and board and you go a few levels and then at a certain point titan quest tells you okay now you can invest in a secondary character class and then combine yeah. them uh yeah it, and i mean grim dawn does the same thing yeah. obviously but yeah, <laughs> Titan Quest is that first one for me that did it, where I was yeah. like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I don't just oh, yeah. like 12 character classes. I have like 
24. Wait, no, oh, yeah. that's, that's 140. Wait, if you have oh, 12 yeah, and you can combine any two, <laughs> math. 12 yeah. times um, two. No, you, your math is right because if you can beat any two classes and there are 12 classes, 12 times two is 24. No, you're right. You got it right. Yeah, I don't no, know. What I'm thinking. Because, no, because you can be singular too. We're not, oh, okay. We're so not. plus twelve. So thirty-six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, God, There's thirty-six different combinations. Yeah, what, McMaster? We're, I know math. Come on. Uh, my my head's hurting. Yeah, <laughs> just, I don't know if this is even Common Core. I don't know what's going on here. Uh, oh, I, no. I I do like that 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 the way that your character plays like there's a sense of ownership and agency there like i don't i'm not just going to be a fighter i'm going to be a fighter and a wizard like i like that it, it it gives you this sense that okay here's how we made the game you can break it if you want by being two different things uh and you kind of feel like you're getting away with something yeah i like that you know titan quest also has the stationary map as well that just changes uh, a bit as you go well to be fair that's probably easier to do than all the the procedural stuff that like blizzard puts sure. into diablo yeah uh, now why does why is diablo so good you guys is it just popular no it's uh, okay. uh like every other blizzard game ever released it's distilled game design into its most uh like joy per second <laughs> kind of writing. I mean, it really is. They, they've always done that. They can just they can simplify games down to just the fun parts. Is is their quality? So I, I really do it, think no one does just the moment to moment hack and slash as well as Blizzard does, and that that's nope. part of what their production value goes into is just that that glee of just trashing stuff. You know, other games do great systems, but I don't think anyone yep. does. You know, where the blade meets the bone, just that, or, or where the fireball meets the flesh. I just made both of those up, by the way. Uh, though, oh, yeah. Nobody Ooh. does that well. Yeah. Uh, they um yeah it's like you know and the the game is such a production diablo 3 uh specific you know the bosses all of it's such a production the animation's so crazy it's yeah it's i don't know and they know by the way how to draw out like those challenges and grinds and with the seasonal stuff good look i could just diablo could be the last game i ever play and i think i'd be okay with that yeah. Oh yeah, even Diablo two maybe. I mean, there's still. McMaster, don't go. McMaster, come on, come on. Now it's crazy talk. All right, all right. To be fair, I think I played my decade of Diablo two and I'm done. Well, here's the thing with Diablo two that I think is a pitfall for a lot of action RPGs. You know, part of what I like about uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is I, I can swap characters and it can feel very different oh, for yeah. me. But with with Diablo two, and this is the way that most action RPGs worked for a while, you had to commit to your choices. And you right. had to play that character and level it up. And if you wanted a different kind of character, you had to start over at level one and then slowly build up some, something different. Now, Diablo 3, they just blew that out of the water. And anytime you want, just rebuild your character. Uh, I mean, to be fair, there are people like me that just like making new characters, too. So, I mean, the latter is what, you know, or hardcore mode is perfect for that. Well, exactly. And also the stakes of, oh, my gosh, if I put a point in this, yeah. I can't put it in that. And in Diablo 3, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't care. I'll just go change the points later on. Uh, right. So I do want to call out, because this is why I mentioned it, Victor Vran. Uh, and it does something, you know, Blizzard on screen just does a great job of the moment-to-moment hack and slash. But something that I feel Victor Vran doesn't get enough credit for, and it, it also does this, I think it's, probably inspired by Titan Quest, and that Victor Vran, unfortunately, you're only ever one dude. And it's Victor mm-hmm. Vran, by the way. It's lucky for the title that you're that dude. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's super fortunate. Yeah. How did they look into that? You're only that dude, but you equip two different weapons. And the the gimmick in Victor Vran is that a weapon is like a class. 
And the way that they express this is that each weapon has a different control system and a different rhythm. And some of them are super easy. You just spam a button. Others require some finesse or timing. Uh, each different weapon feels like a different kind of character. And you've got two equipped at any given time, so it's like that combinatorial situation that you have uh, with Titan Quest. Um, it, and, reminds and, me, mm -hmm. uh, uh, it reminds me of uh, Monster Hunter does that. Uh, not familiar with that. What is that, McMaster? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this, it's this little Japanese game. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah, exactly. The two weapons. That, that's a very Monster Hunter thing, isn't it? Yeah. Now, yeah. You, you can't play Monster Hunter on the Switch, can you? So you can uh, play Victor Vran on the Switch. Not, not World. You can play Monster Hunter Ultimate or whatever. Though. Oh, you know what? That is kind of a dumb thing to taunt you with, isn't it? There's all yeah. sorts of oh, Monster Hunter Oh, yeah, can't Hunters play thing. a Monster Hunter game on a Nintendo <laughs> handheld. Oh, no, Tom. You're going to burn me on that one. <laughs> gotcha. All right, McMaster, you win this round. So that means it is now time for us to find out what the heck game you're playing, because it's a oh. surprise to me and Nick. You mentioned a couple things. We don't know. It's probably another auto chess game that you're going to tell us about. So take it away. What have you been playing? Uh, it's this new auto chess. I'm yeah, just sweet. I, I love it's, auto chess. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing Grifflands, um, the, the early access on the Epic Launcher. Uh, you know, it's the game from Klee, and I believe that's how you say it, right? I don't, is it Klee or Clay? I, I, Clay? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, I, you know, I'm going to start to call them the, uh, the Invisible Ink guys. Just say that. Yeah. Say it that way. The Invisible Ink guys, yeah. who seem to, like, hit it out of the park just about every game, if not every other one. Well, Lord knows they take long enough to make their freaking games. They better hit it out of the park. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, speaking of that, like, what was that one uh, you mentioned last night on your stream? Um, Oxygen Not Ox Included? Not yeah. Included, yeah. Good God. Well, the thing is, but, to their credit, it's not – I mean, they probably take as long as anyone else, but they just have such extended early access periods, and I think they make really good use of that time. Uh, because yeah. by the time something comes out, you're, you're right. It's got a, just a solid sense of, yeah, this is this game's identity. This is how it's going to play. Here you go. We're delivering this really polished experience. Take it away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is – what's funny is I think my favorite of their games was actually a, a DLC developed by um, Capybara. The the don't starve pirate one. Oh oh, oh right right yeah, right. Or, or the sailing one. Right. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're playing uh, Griffland like Grifflands is that's still like a year out because they just launched Oxygen Not Included so it's kind of like they launch a game and then throw another one out to early access. This right. just started early access on the Epic Game Store, right? Yeah. So so what's strange about Grifflands is they actually announced it like two years ago and then nobody heard anything. You know, until just recently. Uh, and they basically redesigned the game because I don't think they liked how it was going. Uh, and What the, kind of game well, is it? What's the premise, basically? If I had to elevator pitch this mm -hmm. game, it would be... Oh, God, it's kind of hard to... But it would certainly be Slay the Spire with a... Oh, so it's a roguelike deck builder. I've just done it for you. Right. But <laughs> okay, it, also, it also has some renowned explorers in there. Wait, what? Uh, and, yeah. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so, in a way, it's not just... It just kind of reminds me of Renown Explorer. So, it, the the whole point of the game is, yes, it's a roguelike deck builder. You have, two, you have two decks. You have your Resolve deck and your Combat deck. And it works like Slay the Spire does, where you go through, you get more cards. Sometimes you get cards that are detriments, right? You know, if you... For instance, to heal up uh, health in the game, you have to eat this stuff that's unpleasant, and you get some, like, stomach card gets put into your <laughs> combat deck. And you... Um, 
You don't have to use it, obviously. And if you rest at night, I think all of those get removed, all the kind of temporary ones. It sounds like Geralt poisoning himself when he drinks potions. Yeah, it's kind of like that, except he doesn't really get indigestion in the middle of a fight. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, in each of those decks is used for, obviously, combat, and the, the other one is for conversations. So Oh, it, that's the renowned explorers like thing you're talking about. Uh, right. So this is where it gets kind of interesting. Wait, you know, McMaster, you're super... Now I'm super excited, because one of the things that I really missed, there was a... I don't remember the name of it. It was a it was a an MMO I think of Brad McQuaid, was that that guy's name? Where uh, you would get a um, conversation you would have a deck of cards for conversations with NPCs. What was that silly thing yeah. called? Oh god, what was it called? It was called like EverQuest, but not that. It was like Ever something uh, something quest. Yeah, but, I know what you're talking about. It's and it had been, super it intricate crafting <laughs> and Yeah, yeah. But uh so so go ahead. So this resolve deck is used for conversations. I'm in. Go on. Tell me right. more. So what's really cool about this game is there's a bunch of locations, like bars and stuff like that, and uh, you start off at your friend's bar. You can only play one of the characters right now. Uh, it's about 80% story complete uh, on the one character, and they're updating it every two weeks or something like that. And um, you... Which is another thing Clay is very good at. Oh, yeah, no, they have a little ticker at the bottom yeah. of the screen that tells you exactly when the update's coming. Yeah, every ah. time you fire it up, it's like, oh, here comes an update. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. great. Yeah, they are good at that. It's like it's like clockwork. But um, so they – you start in this bar, and in the bar you can go and you can talk to just about anybody. You can buy people drinks that will make you like them. And it adds, like, tipsy into your mm-hmm. – you know, your, your one of your decks and stuff like that. But it also uh, – it gives you points of resolve back because uh, resolve is your conversation health, where you know just regular health for combat. Um, and you can pick up jobs from places like that. But each day you get three jobs placed on the map that you can go talk to. And once you go and talk to them, you can choose whether to take it or not. And here's where this is interesting. And I don't. Some people think it's a little tedious, and I, see, I guess I can see that after a while, but I think it's kind of cool. Um, so there's this conversation mechanic where after you take a job, you can negotiate. And the way you negotiate is you have your resolve deck, and a person has a certain amount of resolve, and you do as well. Uh, so what they have are arguments that kind of circle around them, and you can attack those directly. Mm-hmm. because they're kind of buffs for them, and they also will do extra damage to you. Or you can just try to attack their health, but you can also do the same thing. And each of these buffs you know, will give you bonus points to attack on your cards or do such and such, or combo points to do extra damage. But the thing about negotiation that's particularly interesting is one of the things that floats around the character is uh, different amounts of money with health values. So if you want to get more money, you have to kill those things. And he'll say, okay, how about another 50-whatever? You know, And that adds it to the pool. And then if once you've either killed all of them or got enough money you want, then you have to like remove all their resolve, and then they'll give you that money mm-hmm. if you, you win. Uh, and then you know, when you go on the quests, uh, you often have the, the choice between conversation or combat. Uh, and uh, there, there's a lot of mechanics that base around that. You, If you go to a certain location to fight somebody, and they have a lot of friends around, you can bribe those people to not join combat or to jump onto your side. 
uh, in either speech or physical combat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just kind of is, it has like a lot of different facets to the decks. Keeping up with two decks is kind of interesting. Plus the fact every time you take a job, you get new combat cards, you get new I was going to say, cards. yeah, how do you get new cards? Like how do, the de- how do you evolve the decks? All right, so you get new cards when you take these jobs and when you complete them. Uh, and and what will happen is the more you use a card, the cards themselves gain experience. And ah. then w- once they level up, you get to choose one of the bonuses to them. You okay. have a choice of two. Um, and then there's also – it has like kind of an RPG overworld map, and, and you kind of move around on it. So you can hit random encounters. Like there's this one <laughs> – this one's good. There was this guy who's just like, hey, friend, uh, you want to try some delicious food? And you're like, food on the road? And he's like, yeah, road food. He's like, I'm a chef. I'm trying out new things. And you have all these like kind of gross options. And you pick one, and of course something happens to you. But you get a card that says like indigestion that goes into your <laughs> combat deck. But uh, and he's like, ah, well, they all can't be winners, you know, and just runs off. Uh, but you run into that. Sometimes you run into combat or people trying to sell you stuff for some like weird stuff. Uh, Is this like a fantasy <laughs> setting or sci-fi fantasy? Sci-fi, okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's uh, there, there's just all sorts of crazy stuff. But like, there's these markets at night you can go to to buy cards and buy upgrades, or you can you can go spar with people to upgrade your specific combat cards and trade health for them. Um, so is and, this like a, a deck builder in that I'm, I'm maintaining a, a, a stock of cards and at any given moment I have some of them in my resolve and my fighting deck or are all your cards always in your deck? Always. So okay. it's like Slay the Spire. And okay. one of the options you get for completing quests is uh, uh, sometimes is you can remove a card right. from your deck. So obviously once you get to a point where it's just kind of out of control, you're going to want to you know, prune your lower level cards and some of the crappier ones. Um, How big of decks are we talking about? Like 20 cards, 50 cards? Do you have a sense for that? Uh, At this point, I think mine are around 20 cards each, but I don't know if there's a maximum. I I would call that svelte. Yeah, this svelte deck. Yeah, Yeah. it really is. I mean, you start out with like, I think a 10 card deck maybe. Uh, and then you add a few on as you go. So there, it is permadeath roguelike, though. Mm-hmm. So when you play, if you die, you one time a day, you can choose to start at the beginning of the day you died on. Uh, and the other stuff is like, you know, bonuses to experience and bonuses to that and that. And then as you play through the game, it also unlocks more cards per run into right. the the flow so there's right, all sorts right. of different cards that i haven't unlocked yet mcbaster uh, the fancy pants word for that is meta progression sure sure but you know <laughs> I'm, i talk to the common folk Tom. i speak for the common man uh, <laughs> uh and it's it just it, it's pretty cool i love the setting the animation's great uh their writing is always pretty good as well. Which um, of their games does it look like? Because they have such a different sort of visual, like this sort of clean, crisp, doesn't... invisible ink, or the little kitty stuff of "Don't Starve." What, what it looks it? like a heavy. It looks like a heavy metal bit, like a like the cartoon heavy. Metal. Oh, oh, like the like the, the, the old... movie. Ah, okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, well, it, that, it those totally are, has wait, that. McMaster, I, I don't accept that answer. Heavy metal is like that. That movie's like five different styles of animation. 
Uh, all right. The one where... Um, Julie Strain uh, does something. Yeah, that's the one. Who's Julie Strain? Oh. I'm not familiar with that name. Who is that? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you don't, don't remember know. Julie Strain? No, no, I have no idea who, what that, who that is, that person. Never heard of him, her. Yeah, don't know. <sighs> oh, man, she's got a great game. You should check it out. <laughs> She's got a great speaking voice. I remember, like, if you, if you, guys our age tend to have seen a lot of Julie Strain before we actually hear Julie Strain. Uh, and the voice doesn't quite match up. So, uh, so sci- sci-fi, uh, cool animation, cool deck building. McMaster, why can't I play this on Steam? Oh well, uh, <laughs> have you ever heard of something called Fortnite? <laughs> we'll begin our story there. No, it's. Uh... Uh, you know, Epic, Epic uh, gave uh, bought a year of exclusivity. When it re- launches, it'll be on Steam as well. So actually, uh, is but, the is the exclusivity just for the early access period, or will uh, it will it, it launch like, on? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, no, it looks like that's it. Yeah, uh, as far as I could tell, um, yeah, it, Steam's release date is 2020. So and this is in early access until mid 2020. So I can't. That, that would be kind of like a dick move, and Epic games if you're listening you might consider this like they could say okay a year's exclusivity on the epic game store for early access then we come out on the epic game store 1.0 then you get a year of the early access builds on steam before 1.0 is available on steam so you better stop talking before somebody comes to your house there's a lot of angry people. Out no, I think a lot, I think people would understand. It's a business decision. I don't think it would rile anyone up. Come on, McMaster. Oh no, no. <laughs> I'm sure gamers would be totally understand. Right, right. Yeah, you know, um, one thing that I thought that's fun about the game too that shares with Slay the Spire is how in Slay the Spire you get artifacts to kind of modify the game mm-hmm. as you go. You can also get those, except in this game they're like graphs. You know, they're uh, they're bionics. And stuff. Oh, so, graphs! I thought you meant like charts and and figures and no, like, right, like graphs, graphs so, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hence Grifflands, hence the name, right? Okay, I get it. Right. Well, actually, Grif, and, gra- okay, okay. Well, yeah, no, and they're all yeah, and Grif, it's all grifters and stuff is what they call themselves. So it's grifters Grif, with grafts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wonder um, if that was a title they ever floated like in their boardroom over there at Clay. Grifters with grafts. I yeah. hope so. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really that's a really good one. Uh, is there a game called Driftlands, or did I just make that up? That sounds really familiar, actually. No, I know there was a game named Driftlands. Yeah. I think. Let's just say that? it is. Because I that's yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. I, I wonder if the people who made Driftlands are like, wait, what? We got here first. You guys can't just change one letter. <laughs> <aren't you?" laughs> yeah, it was that freaking um, stupid game with the islands. You. Played. Oh yeah, the Sky Islands. Yeah, that's not stupid. It's just a regular oh, right. old RTS. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be mean, McMaster. Oh, oh. Come on. I can't help it. Being mean. It's, <laughs> You're it's so cynical. Yeah. All right. So McMaster playing something that's not out yet and won't be out for a year. Nice work. It's what I do. <laughs> Nick, let's save the worst for last. What have you been playing? Uh, I slogged my way through Wolfenstein Youngblood. Why don't you just do what I did and quit after the first level? Oh, man. I should have. I should have. It's... It's a co-op, single-player, linear, hub-based, games-as-service, <laughs> gobbledygook, made by Machine Games and Arcane Studios. And uh, weird. which which of the sisters which of the sisters is your favorite? 
Uh, do I have to pick one? <laughs> um, I mean, I, okay, well... You do I mean, when you start the game, I seem to recall. So, yeah, you... uh, the, the black-haired one. Okay, she was my favorite, too, so high five. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right, so what's wrong cool. with it? Come on, you've described... So, they, it's obviously they're trying to do some some different kinds of things, being co-op and single-player, being uh, linear and hub-based. So, come on, what what's the problem? Yeah, I think the problem is all of that. The problem is that they... <laughs> <laughs> they they're really trying to go down three different paths, right? They're trying to do a, a co-op slash linear game. They're trying to do a games as service game, uh, and they're also trying to do, uh, you know, a like slightly open world, slightly hubbish, slightly mm-hmm. not game. And it's like it's all just fighting against each other, and and just gets in the way of its own self. It it. Uh, so to to just summarize, it's uh, it's centered around the daughters of B.J. Blazkowicz. Uh, it's 1980. What are their BJ names, goes, by the way? I'm going to quiz you. What are the names of the two girls? I couldn't tell you. What are the names of the two girls? Uh, it's Soph and Jess. Oh, all right. You passed with that yep. with flying colors. All right, carry yeah. on. Sophie and Jess. Um, um, that's not a tough quiz. I mean, if you're somebody who's <laughs> finished the game, I mean... <laughs> You've probably well, heard I mean, them talk a lot, and there's yeah, the little subtitles. Say, you, yeah. you hear their names a million times when they when they give each other the little high fives and banters all throughout the game, which all which right. I'll get to. Okay. <laughs> the 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 whole thing is there. It's 1980. Uh, spoiler for the second game, the New Colossus. Uh, the Nazis have been mm. kicked out, mm. and. America is now kind of free, but it's, you know, it's very uh, sort of post-apocalypty, so it's it's trying to get built back up. Um, Europe is still occupied with the Nazi menace. Um, BJ goes missing, and the two teenage girls uh, basically sneak off with one of their friends in a helicopter that they steal from the FBI. I'm not going to explain it. It's silly. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Uh, they go meet up with the French Resistance, and then you're on your way because now they're looking for their dad in Nazi-controlled future retro 1980s Paris. Um, now so retro 1980—that's the, the setting sounds cool. Like we'll go ahead though. It but, sounds but... super cool. Yeah. So let's do the first thing right out the bat. Mm-hmm. If you tell me your it, at least now in 2019, if you tell me the setting of your game is the 1980s. And your marketing really plays heavily on that with a bunch of synth music and, mm. you know, very Stranger Thingsy kind of yeah. presentation. I'm going to expect you to give me a bunch of nostalgia kicks in the game, right? Mm-hmm. It does not. This might as well take place in generic modern day Paris. It could take place in 1960s Paris. It could. I don't even know because it's not even a recognizable Paris. You don't. You don't ever see any landmarks. You don't. You, nobody speaks French to you. There's nothing going on. It is literally just a bunch of buildings uh, that are vaguely European looking, and honestly, they look like Arcane dumped a bunch of their dishonored assets <laughs> into the game. Uh, and in the very first like mission of the game, you go into a Zeppelin, and there's some 1980s-ish synth music playing at the disco that's in this airship, and you think, awesome, this is what it's going to be like. That never happens again. 
You get no 1980s ever again, except that there's collectible, uh, like collectible VHS tapes. <laughs> like, and, and all you're doing is looking at the covers and they don't particularly look 1980-ish, by the way. They look, a lot of them look like they had leftover assets from the 1960s set uh, of art, you know, from the previous right. games. And they just cut and paste that onto a bunch of fake VHS tapes and was like, yeah, here you go. It's, it's a movie. <laughs> this is the movie. And then they wrote a little, you know, you collect this thing and it's got the little, oh, it's like Friday the 13th, except Nazis and, you know, the evil bad guy is a Jew or something. And it's, it's just ridiculous. Like, it's got nothing to do with the 1980s. Uh, the two girls, uh, for some reason, even though they were... Uh, born in America and raised by BJ, who has no accent, and their mother, Anya, from the previous games, who has a Polish accent, they have a super deep Arkansas accent. Hey, that's my people. Come on, that's and, awesome. And I'm just like, why? Why do they have this accent? <laughs> by the way, I think I, make sense. I think I take issue with that, because I, I played the first level, and I didn't get this. If it's an Arkansas accent, I don't think it's a very good one. Uh, are they? I guess they were kind of like generic Southern. Southern, yeah. It's yeah. Ter- it's not a good accent. It's not. But they keep pushing it, and I'm just like, why? Why do they have this well, accent? And they and they're the most obnoxious characters. Like I really did think I was missing something. I mean, come on, that like BJ didn't like they didn't they weren't like raised in an orphanage in the Ozarks or something? No. <laughs> no. Apparently, they were just raised on the farm back back home with BJ and mom and. Uh, for some reason, they have this accent, and they're the most of, and and they like to do a ridiculous, like Terrence and Philip style bit in wow. their in their banter, right? But it's not Terrence and Philip; it's two English, like they're supposed to be like the Hardy Boys or something, apparently in this alternate universe. But they're very much Terrence and Philip but with English accents. So they, they keep doing that to each other, too. Like, oh, Soph, you know what this is going to be? What? A jolly adventure! And then the other one goes, that's right, sis, fart. What? <laughs> and oh. you're just, what is this? Why are you doing this? Why are you making me hate your protagonists? I hate so, them. So <laughs> where is Machine Head from, and what do I know? Their, what games have they made? Oh, well, they the made Wolfenstein the, games. Yeah, the previous two Wolfenstein games. Oh. Yeah. Well, what happened here? Did Arcane work on the previous two Wolfenstein games, or should we blame Arcane for this? I don't. Uh, well, I have no idea. I okay. First of all, it, it's a it's a budget title. It is. It is yeah. a like the ten, uh, What is it? Thirty dollars? Thirty five dollars? I don't know. Yeah, and and what it so uh, it probably is reused. Uh, they also change all the systems. It's like a, a loot shooter or something, right? Is what it well, acts like. It, I mean, there's loot in that you have to gather coins, which, of course, they would love to sell you extra coins if you'd like to buy them <laughs> through their store. Well, naturally. But, but yeah, you, you go around these levels. So this is the construction of the game as well. Uh, you're in the Resistance. That is your hub, which is apparently in the center of Paris. Uh, then there are three main bad guy levels, which are called the Brothers, right? And that refers to these big security towers or skyscrapers that they're building, the Nazis are. So Brother 1, Brother 2, Brother 3. Uh, resistance Chick tells you, oh, you're going to have to go get the foozles and the what's-its from each of the towers. 
and go kill the bad guys in the towers, and then that's how we'll figure out where your dad is. Um, and along the way, of course, Resistance members are like, hey, while you're out there, why don't you get me the bag of Blargabarg that I left in my apartment? Or go get me the secret codes that I left out, blah, blah, blah. Or go kill Lieutenant so-and-so because he's a dirtbag. Okay, whatever. You click on a map, you go to one of three-ish areas, uh, and then when you get into that area, it's almost like you've gone into a arcane-built Dishonored level in that <laughs> it's, it's sort of a... It's not wide open, but there's definitely multiple paths, and there there's a lot of verticality, which is cool. Like, you know, you can jump up into apartments and sneak up onto rooftops and things, uh, and you make your way through... Uh, to get to the brothers. But, mm -hmm. of course, you cannot just go straight to the brothers because you have to be the right level. What? Oh, no. You have to be the right level, Tom. What if you're you not the right level? Like, what? How does, this, how does the game tell you this? Well, of course, the... Well, first of all, the resistance person literally tells you, you girls are not ready for this. <laughs> Why don't you build up your skills? Ah. <laughs> and then... When you go out into these areas, if you get too close to the Brother Towers, you start seeing dudes with skulls over their heads on oh. their point oh. bars. So, oh. What this reminds me of is how they did that kind of like those reboots of the Far Cry games and stuff for, for the in-betweens, you know, between the, the different releases. Like Blood whatever, that right. the 80s one. Um, right, right, right. It's what it reminds me of. It looks like something the B team did, or something that just they were messing around and they had the assets for, and they wanted to try out like big number, hit point bar shooters, you know. But it, it just doesn't. Uh, it people don't seem to be enjoying it. And I, I haven't played it yet. Well, really, the real reason to play it is pr it's probably got excellent co-op. <laughs> that's what i've heard actually. and probably but, like but, your uh, ai buddy you can give her orders and she'll cover you and flank and there's probably like no, a lot of ai interaction stuff right all that's gotta that. be cool that'll oh, be none on. of that now the one thing i will give the game credit for mm -hmm. uh, i'll give bethesda or machine games or whoever decided on this is if you buy the game i guess yeah. the deluxe edition or whatever which is 10 bucks more they will give you what's called a buddy pass and then yeah. you give that key to your buddy, and then they don't have to buy it, and they can play the game with you co-op. So that's – like, I'll give them credit for that. That's cool. That's a good idea. However, if you're playing this single player, get ready to suck a lot of wind because your AI partner is the butt. Will she shoot? <laughs> she'll shoot people for me though, right? And she'll cover I mean, me. She will, she will shoot people but she may do it at times when you don't want her to shoot people. <laughs> For well, example, if you're sneaking around trying not to get mm -hmm. uh, uh, the attention of anyone, she will frequently get stuck on geometry. Mm. Uh, she will... So they have these stupid pep signs, right? Which are like thumbs up or bro fists or whatever. You pick Hell a different yeah. one and it gives you a little, you know, health boost basically, right? Um... Yeah, she will fail to do that regularly, um, so you know you'll get into trouble. And then, of course, it, it does that mechanic where you're downed, but not right. out yet. So right. hey, AI partner, come get me. Nah, 
Yeah, I'm going to watch uh, the AI play the game from the floor. I'll, I'll be down yeah. here. You go shoot yeah. some dudes. <laughs> I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go fight this dude with the skull next to his hit point bar that just wailed on you and I'm going to go fight him instead of, you know, getting you up and running out of here because that's the smart thing to do. And oh, by the way, you and your AI partner or co-op partner share a pool of three lives right right so, so when i'm playing with mcmaster and he dies three times i'm screwed yes and here's where the real fun is if you're in the tower level right which is towards the end of those three hub spokes if you're in that tower level trying to get to the bosses if you run out of lives the game will send you <laughs> back to the bottom of the tower wow well that's a replay value nick yeah. No, it is, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. good. That's yeah, built-in replay. So good. Oh, and there's a there's a main villain. There there mm-hmm. is a main overall villain in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh you don't actually see him or do anything with him until I don't know, the last three quarters of the game. And then suddenly it's oh, it wasn't these three dudes at the in the Brother Towers, it's this other guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, obviously. And he he pops up and he's like ha 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 ha. I'm so badass that the Nazis kicked me out, and that's why I'm hiding here in Paris. And now you have to fight him. Yeah, he's the boss behind the bosses, right? Sure. Yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> so it's it, great. Why, why did you stick with this all the way through? Uh, I, you know what? I I was hoping – so the one thing I did like – and I understand that this is very divisive for, for the shooter fans out there. The one thing I really did like in Wolfenstein – uh, New Order and New Colossus is, I, I actually got pretty invested in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually like the the little cinematic bits where BJ, you know, talks to somebody about America or, you know, they discuss the inequality uh, for minorities in 1960s America while it's under Nazi rule. Like, that kind of stuff was great. Like, the interaction between him and his wife was just, I mean, there's a scene, I, I think everyone who's played New Colossus remembers a particular scene with the wife. You will not forget that, ever. Like, that's that's a thing where you're like, oh, man, that is crazy. I cannot believe they went there. Um, so I was hoping something like that would come out. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Does it does it at all inform or or extend or play on some of that cool stuff? Like, as a completionist... Are you glad you played it? Did you get anything no. from it? All right. No. no. It, in fact, it ends on a cliffhanger, uh, and it ends on with a huge – it's not even a loose thread. It's like a loose anchor rope. Like it's <laughs> – like it's this – like I can't even imagine how you would write this story into a game and then not resolve this issue unless you thought – it, like I'm definitely making some kind of DLC or whatever for this. To be but, continued, Nick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Part. Stay tuned for part is, two. I, I have not seen anything about DLC though, so I I don't know if they're ever going to resolve this. Uh, is it going to be like the New Blood where they it's a side thing and it doesn't really have much of anything to do with the rest of it? Uh, maybe. Or maybe it'll feed into whatever next big Wolfenstein release someone's working on somewhere. Maybe. Right. Well, I mean, certainly, I, hopefully, the the in-game store, you know, certainly carries forward, hopefully, into the what, next one. What month. can you buy? Oh. So you just buy gold to upgrade your stuff so you don't have to play the game so much? 
so yeah, it does the thing where you can buy gold, which you can then convert into goofball in-game money, right? Mm. right? Which are the same coins that you can pick up, and and then, uh, then well, okay, now let me back up just so I get this right for all the people out there who are gonna nitpick it. You buy gold, which you can then buy, uh, the in-game cash, which you can then bind a booster. That will let you uh, get like double XP or double coins or double armor or health while you're out in the world. That's and, the kind of boost it can give you. Or you can just buy uh, cosmetics, which are literally just palette swaps on your armor for your character. In a first-person shooter, that's great. That's great. Well, I mean, you do have your co-op friends, so you that's know, true. And sure. I guess you could probably see some of your arm. Too, right. Like gun, so you yeah, can yeah, no, glimpse yeah, of that. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, McMaster, why aren't you playing this? You love co-op. Uh, yeah, I do. I, I've just got too much, too much playing. I mean, and team fight tactics exists, and nothing else does really. So, uh, yeah. so, but otherwise, you would totally be into this. Uh, I probably would have played it when it came out, but uh, yeah, I, I got other things to do. Uh, my feeling from the Zeppelin level was, uh, I mean, you, you basically have the crappy guns at that point. So my feeling was, oh, well, you know, this might be cooler later when I get cool guns. So maybe there's cool gunplay, Nick. Like you, you got that out of it, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Screw me right in the mouth on that one. By the way, there's <laughs> because they kind of turned it into a half-ass RPG with skills yeah. and things that you gotta buy. Right. The best guns in the game are locked behind a skill because you can't pick up heavy weapons unless you put like four points or five points into the heavy weapon skill. Wow. So if you so choose, <laughs> you could not buy that skill and you could wind up playing through the whole game with just a machine pistol, the rifle and the regular pistol and a shotgun. Jeez. And that's it. Right, like right. you would never get to see the laser thing or the other stuff. Who's not going to put points in that, though? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess the, the fool that that puts points into stupid crap like your sister can give you extra pep faster. Or <laughs> I, like, I don't know. Some of these powers. Yeah, it does that thing where some of the powers are, nope, I got to pick that no matter what. And then there are these other right. powers where you're like, I, I'm never picking that. Why would they even put that there? I so hate seeing that in a game. And that's something, too, that you see right off the bat when you're looking at the skill tree. Like, okay, what cool things are there? And and you immediately see – I. This will never be something I will pay for unless like a <laughs> unless they make it like a prerequisite for something cool. Like right. you can definitely tell when these skill trees just they throw a bunch of junk in there. Uh, yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, it's the most frustrating when you have. Well, here's a skill I really want. Uh, but I've got to get I got to waste like four points in this garbage skill first. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Each point gives you plus one health every time you eat an <laughs> apple. <laughs> Uh, all right, so uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood sounds like uh, something that I, I really don't need to reinstall. So, I'll, 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 yeah, I think I'm done with it, too. All mm. right. Griftlands, look forward to that in a year or yeah. so. Yeah. Looks great. Uh, yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to be plugging away at Marvel Ultimate Alliance. So if anyone wants to come over oh. and play Hot Seat with me, come join hey. me. You can, you, McMaster, come on over and level up my Wolverine. If you know what I mean. Is there no is there no online for it? I mean, Nintendo's been better about that. So. Oh, there is. No, yeah, but you have to pay for their little online subscription, which I'm, I'm not going to do that. Please. But I already, but I already did. 
like but you don't have for, marvel ultimate alliance no but i have uh i have the online thing right. <laughs> it's like ten dollars a year <laughs> no it's not come on really or like 20 or something like 10 or 20 dollars for a year yeah it's not that bad. Uh, I was at the store the other day. Well, when I bought it, <laughs> there's all these like gold points you get, which I just figured you'd spend them making your little me dude, like it would unlock glasses no, no. for him or something. Yeah, that stuff is money. Like each one is yeah. a penny. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, I've yeah. got like 20 bucks stored up on on the Nintendo store. I could probably just buy my little yeah, online. Why thing. not? Why not? You know, I mean, I got it for um, Smash Brothers. Um, oh, so you go you online could... and have all the little kids who play it kick your ass? No, mostly Mike Cathcart and some of our other friends, but no, no little children involved. Grown men kicked my ass. <laughs> uh, well, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance thing, like, I kind of feel like I – weirdly enough, I, I think it would be more annoying with other people because oh, the yeah. AI – because there's a lot of these synergy powers where when I fire something off, McMaster, if you don't fire it off when I do it, uh, McMaster, you've made me waste my power. Ugh. But the AI is just sort of can't – like, it, it'll know – It'll let you know when, okay, I'm ready to do this whenever you want. Like, it's at your beck and call in a way that you, McMaster, wouldn't be because you're like an independent well, entity, which is super annoying when we play online games. You should always do what I want you to do. Good point. Um, but <laughs> I, I like to think of it like uh, you if, with two people, you get to control two characters each so you can make your synergies that way with your AIs. But what do well, I, I, I you See, that's the thing. I don't even know how it works. Like... Do I pick four characters and then go online and you have to be one of the ones I picked? And what's going to happen, like, if I'm wanting to play my Venom, but I jump over to Captain America real quick to do something, and in the meantime, you jump into Venom, and now I can't get in there. What's going to happen? Yeah, you're going to want to get in that Venom. Um, <laughs> I, so know, I, 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 I am curious how they've actually. done the online stuff, and I, I probably should find out. But that's the thing is I'm perfectly content just doing it as a single-player game, so... Well, if I if I get it, I'll let you know, and you right. can spend spend the fourteen cents you need to actually get a Nintendo thing. Here's the cool thing, McMaster, because of what I was talking about about all these different characters being different levels. It, like if we're playing Diablo, and my dude is like level eighty with all, well, whatever, I don't yeah. think it goes that high. And then you want to start a new character. Ugh, I guess I have to start a new character. I can't play my main. But in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I've got just dudes spread out all over all kinds of levels. So if you wanted to start playing with some low-level stuff, yeah, I'll bring in my Wolverine and uh, my uh, – there's, there's a superhero named Crystal. That's her whole name, Crystal. Who? Yeah, Crystal. I don't she, – she doesn't have a last name. There's no, like, moniker in front of her. She's not like Crystal the Great or Super Crystal. Her name's just Crystal. She's super low-level. So, McMaster, I'll, if you start out, I'll bring my low-level Crystal in, and uh, we can All right. up our low-level characters. We'll do it. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, there you go, guys. Thanks for listening to us. We will be back in two weeks to talk about other stuff we're playing. In the meantime, thumbs up for Marvel Ultimate Alliance, Griftlands, and uh, Youngblood gets a big old from uh, Nick Diamond, apparently. We'll see you guys in two weeks. Cheers. (laughs) 